we've got a special episode for you today. Special episode. Our very first in-person Avatar the First Viewing episode. Woo! Let's hear a woot woot from Nick. Woot woot. Let's hear a woot woot from our first uh, guest on the podcast. Special woot. guest. Who are you? My name is Kelly. And I'm the guest. <laughs> Hey Peter, I'm looking at you in person. Hey Eli, I am also. Like, I don't know why I'm talking like that. I, I'm, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of cool. We, uh, it's still quarantine. It's still COVID, but we rented an Airbnb. Yes, and uh, we're having a little weekend, mm-hmm. so we thought we'd uh, all four of us. Uh, watch an episode and do an episode, uh, do a do a podcast ep as well. Yeah. Um, this is episode fourteen, I think you said. I think so. And Maybe. it's the fortune teller. This is Avatar: The First Viewing. This is the podcast where a viewer watches the show for the very first time alongside someone who has seen all of this show and the next show, Legend of Korra. Yeah, basically an Avatar noob and an Avatar eh, avid fan, experts. Expert. I'm the expert. Yeah. Don't mince words. <laughs> I'm an expert. I'm Eli. I'm your expert. I am Peter, and I am your avatar newbie. I'm Nikki, and I'm the director slash fact checker. Yeah, and we have a special guest today. My name, I'm the, I am the special guest, Kelly. Yep. Yes. Hi. Kelly. Yes. I have watched Avatar, and I finished the first full series, book one through three for Avatar. Kelly's my girlfriend. Her and Eli, I think, are are pretty like neck to neck. Like they, they know a good amount of Avatar. Yes. Why don't we kick it off with a newbie recap? Yep, yep. Okay, newbie recap. Uh, basically, Team Avatar. This is a, this is a fun, funny, like just not a throwaway, but self-contained, just fun episode, not a plot development episode. Mm-hmm. But, uh, kind of is. Okay, fine. Sort of is. Fine. There's a little bit there. Yeah. But all right, for the recap, basically they go to a town. That uh, has like a matriarch fortune teller at its epicenter that is next to a, a volcano. She predicts the future of everyone in the town, including that the, the volcano isn't going to erupt that year. But when Anne goes up to check it out, it's erupting. So they save the town. But she's all already like she's still correct because she did predict that the town was not going to get destroyed by the volcano. Uh, throughout it, they do a lot of like love life fortune telling. And we get a hint that... Maybe, you know, there's some shipping going on. Aang has a crush mm-hmm. on Katara that's made, you know, very, very explicit this episode. Yep. And Katara has a moment of like, maybe. Huh, maybe. The fortune teller told me that my love will be a powerful bender. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's Aang. Aang's a pretty powerful bender. He's a pretty saw first in this episode. Bender. So let's hop right into our predictions. Prediction. Predictions. <laughs> What's your predictions? I want to know, because uh, you said that this wasn't something that is a plot development episode, but as we just covered, it talks about Aang and Katara's relationship. So where do you see that headed yeah. after seeing this? Yeah, so one thing is one thing I'm going to take a guess on is that we're going to see Mang okay. again yeah. before the end of the series. Uh-huh. I think not just her, but honestly, everyone in this episode, they took a lot of effort into designing them to be not be generic. Okay. Everyone has such a cool look in this episode. Yeah. And I think mm. Mang will be back. Okay. Uh, Mang is this little girl that helps the fortune teller that also has a crush on Aang. Mm-hmm. And then Aang has a crush on Katara. 
I think they might get might get shipped, kind of like a Hermione Ron situation, where like okay, it's okay if like two of the trio end up. You together. mean Avatar, Aang, and Katara? Yeah, yeah, but like analogous to how Hermione and Ron end up together. Okay, like I I can see like a trio within a trio, a couple emerging and it being like yeah. a cute way to like tie up like mm. a story arc. Also, like I know from like the memes. That I accidentally see on Facebook and stuff. Not on purpose. Lot, lots of spoilers happening yeah. recently with Peter. But I know that, like, generally, like, Katara is seen as Bay, mm-hmm. And that, like, everyone knows that Aang is infatuated with her. Okay. But, like, come on. Aang is the Avatar. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. What do you think, Nick? Um, well, I mean, I know spoilers, so I kind of do don't want to, like, speak on this. You do. Okay, don't say but, no more. Say no more. But from Katara's standpoint, she, it just seems too little brothery to me. I don't yeah. think she could ever get there. But I don't know. Yeah, maybe a Ron Hermione situation where like they're basically adults by the end. Yeah, yeah, get yeah. Past that, I could see that. Yeah, fuck. Okay, okay. So here, okay. I think the thing that makes me think like maybe it's possible is because I know Aang has yet to like develop into who he who he ultimately will be. He will become more and more of a man and of, of like a leader of like his own individual person and he'll show more and more feats of heroism both physically and like like in terms of courage mm-hmm. True, like he is gonna be a hero someday yeah which could definitely change the way she looks at right him. but also we do have like a whole two and a half seasons left they're gonna do a lot I, I i feel like they're gonna do a lot more with like her having little side romance narratives oh katara yeah all right because like there's just too much show left for her to like have a will they won't they thing with Aang. It's yeah for the rest of the show. I think. well, she needs to be Bay, you know. Yeah, and they already had one with Jet. Yeah, you know? I remember with Jet, mm-hmm. that was awesome. Uh huh. Um, and there, I think there's might there might be more. Okay, and then how about uh Sokka? You've talked about her him being like the Brock, sort of almost gets the girl but doesn't. Yeah, sort of thing. Oh, he never got a reading this episode. He didn't get a reading. Well, he, he did. Got, he got a, a a cursory glance reading where she was yeah. like. You're going to be in anguish mostly of your own volition. Yeah, which mm-hmm. is funny. I think it's one of those shows. It's one of those show tropes where he's going to end up with like a fucking supermodel vendor person. Okay. Like something like that. And he's like the doesn't wear the pants in the relationship. Maybe. Sort of thing? Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Or it's like going to be kind of like a quirky relationship type thing. Yeah. Yeah. He already has to be comedic, com- comedic relief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see his relationship kind of becoming that. Yeah. Yeah. I can totally see him. Like, I don't know. Is Toph. Like, so I told you uh, in passing before that, like, I know that there was a Peter, plot. Peter found out about Toph. Yes. I found out about Toph. If you're, in case you guys are following along, I don't want to spoil anything, but I found about a female character named Toph. So maybe that's a thing. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But all, all I really know about her is her physical thing and the fact that she's a, a bender of she's that a bender thing. yeah yes let's do let's do favorite scenes yep yep i have I actually i have a so well something i want to touch on in favorite scenes okay okay so for favorite scenes they touch on a topic that is very near and dear to me mm. they at the end of the episode they they uh it's like oh well how come like these people follow you. Like, do you really like? What do you actually think of this, Aunt Wu? Mm. And she's like, "Here's the thing: people have the power to shape their destinies." Yeah, that is something. Anyone out there who's read East of Eden, mm. that's sort of the thesis of the book. Is it? It 
it comes down to this Hebrew w- word uh, called timshel. Mm. So the meaning of this word, it comes from the original, one of the original Hebrew translations of the Bible. Yeah. There's a line where it, um, where I can't remember what characters are talking here. It's like God and then yeah. God is speaking to someone. Oh, God's a great character. You gotta love God and you yeah, know, got, you gotta good, love great God. recurring character. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of, <laughs> many different uh, yeah. fandoms. Yeah. God is typically there. Yeah. Um, Wait, is this canon? This is canon. This okay, is canon, okay. God, canon God. <laughs> canon God? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so canonical God, yeah. not to be confused with non-canonical gods, yeah. as in apparently with yeah. this translation, every non-Jewish God, yeah. right? He's speaking to someone and he's, and in many translations of the Bible, um, he says, thou shalt uh, conquer sin, mm. man shalt conquer sin. So it means that like, I've already told you that you're going to do this. You can do it and yeah. you will do it because yeah, yeah, that's yeah. your destiny. There's another translation that says something like, uh, I don't remember. Anyways, this yeah, one, yeah, yeah. this one, Tim Shell, it means yeah. thou mayest uh, triumph over sin. It's like you ask the question of God, can we conquer sin? And God comes back to you and says, you can, you can, you can. It's up to you. It's, I believe in you, but yeah. I'm throwing it on you to do this. And it's this on is what, you, dude. Yeah. This is what Aunt Wu was saying at the end. Ang is saying, well, are you? What are your predictions? If it's always up to me to save the day. And then she says, well, destiny is for us to conquer. And that's what Aang does. Um, it's sort of a reversal of the beginning or a, sort of a, a mirror of the beginning of the episode when this guy is seemingly effortlessly dodging the platypus bear and Aang comes in and enacts this destiny that he so believes in. It still requires action for these things to come true. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I think you're. I think you're leading into a freshman thesis there, man. I was unsure whether to make this a freshman thesis yeah, yeah. or to make this just a point to talk about. I just really want to talk about East of Eden here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think uh, I think that's a really good takeaway thesis and like mm-hmm. a theme to teach kids and things like that. Yeah, it's a big heady. It's a bit heady. It's a bit high level for me to like sit there as a kid and be like, oh, I get how the what they're trying to say and how this applies to my life and yeah, yeah, yeah. initiative and vision, but. You know, it's heartwarming. It's like, oh, yeah, if you want to marry Katara slash save the world, just work at it. And yeah. Do it. He's, not, he's not guaranteed to save the world. Yes. He has to do everything that he's been told, which is learn all the elements, everything that Avatar Roku is saying. You have to train and be better than every other Avatar to do this. Yeah. Uh, that's why I think – I mean I love the message from East of Eden and this – it doesn't – if this could be a longer episode and they could yeah. really hit this over the head and like really tie this into the whole narrative – then I think this would be a much more powerful episode. But since this is still season one and we're just hopping from town to town, having little adventures, they can't really harp on it as much as I feel like would have been nice to do so. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think I think you're right. I, I think I kind of initially said like, oh, like throwaway or self-contained, yeah. like cute one. But mm-hmm. I think you're right. It does have a, it does have some heft to it, some mm-hmm. some like uh, weight to it. But yeah. the overall, the the episode felt very light, and I think they did yeah. that on purpose because we we just came off like three or four in a row that were like really cool, yeah. edgy, dark, heavy. But yeah, uh, hap- like excited to hop into the comedic visual elements, but to k- keep on with what we're talking about with the theme, um, I like that a lot. I love how, so like the fortune teller, right? Mm-hmm. She's not, I, they don't present her to be like a, like a complete hoax, right? No. Yeah. I, I do think even at the end when she was telling Aang like, hey, listen, like this, I'm not like some yeah. like, 100% She's person. not a magician. Yeah, I'm not I'm not mm. a magician, but 
to me, if I had to guess, she can actually tell some things directionally. Yeah. But she under also understands that fortune is something that people, once they believe, they can manifest. I think that's something that every fortune teller knows too. Yeah. In the in the real world. Like literal real world. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Well, I mean, like, there's some aspects of it that's like, all right, you're running a racket here. Yeah. Slash, like, oh, this could apply to anybody type of thing. Yeah. Which, like, she kind of gives uh, Katara some of those kind of yeah. predictions. Yeah, and you can tell she, at some points, is like, I don't care anymore. Is like, if she understands Katara's too deep in, deep in the... Uh, Obsession, like, horoscope, yeah. biology. Fine, yeah. eat a papaya. I don't give a shit. Yeah, you yeah. Make what, what you want with that. You yeah, know, yeah, It doesn't matter what papaya. you breakfast. <laughs> Any other favorite yeah. scenes, though? Favorite shots? Yeah. I don't know, uh, got favorite one. shots, favorite scenes. What was it? It's all, like, the love... Shots. Oh, yeah. The, like, dreamy shots with the stars were really hilarious to me. Yeah. Especially when Aang is, like, just looks so eight-year-old boy. He's, like, yeah. essentially picking his nose. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Him. I, love the sh- the, I love the show for doing this where they will do classic tropes like, brown, 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 brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. oh, like, this is how Aang sees Katara right now in yeah. this lovey-dovey scene. And then they always do, like, a cute callback. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, Mang sees Aang that way, but look at Aang looking like a little dweeb picking yeah. his nose. I, I thought that the uh, the cinematic shot of Aang airbend freezing the lava from engulfing the yes. town was very cool. It was very Jon Snow charging at the horses. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. they, they should have held it a bit longer, I think, because it, 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 it could have been a bit more epic. Yeah. I really, I think Peter already talked about this, but the character design was so good in this one with yeah. like Mang and her... Pippi Long stocking braids yep. and the fortune teller. I loved the shot when the bone was exploding and yeah. she was like looking down and the fire made all the streaks. In oh, hair, good like, one. So many different colors. Good one, Nick. Um, uh, it reminded me of a movie. It kind of reminded me of like in Holes when, um, what's her name? Madame Zeroni. Yeah. When she's like looking down ah, ah, ah. and like says something really scary. Then you will carry Madame Zeroni up the mountain. That's the one. <laughs> it had that energy for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that was also a great comedic bit when she was like, I've never seen this before. Yeah. The bone exploded. You will save the world between like, good and evil. Yeah. And he's like, I know. He's like, like, Roku already gave me that yo, spiel. Am right? I about to smooch Katara, though? <laughs> yeah, but what about what matters? Yeah. Katara, that's what matters. Yeah, Katara's bay, man. I'm kind of feeling it. They haven't even gone... They There's more... There's more um, <coughs> the show sort of starts picking up the um yeah. they start catch they catch wind of that. Yeah. That's yeah, how people yeah. are like Katara's Bay. And then yeah. they really they kinda double down on that. Really? Later on. Dude, she's so bad. And I think it's weird because uh her the voice actor for her is like um Anne from I think Arrested it's Egg. Development. Egg. Yeah, it's yeah. Egg. You know that? <laughs> no. You know Anne from Arrested Development? It's Michael Sarah's girlfriend. Yeah. Her? Oh. Her? Yeah. It's classic. It's like classically the inverse of like, uh, uh, what's her name being Meg from Family Guy. Oh, Mila Kunis. Yeah, Mila. Right. Yeah. Do we have any um, uh, critiques? Critiques. Yep, yep. I yeah, ex- yeah, unexpectedly didn't have many problems yeah. with this episode. Is that because it was so perfect per se? It just yeah. like wasn't trying too hard to do anything. It, it didn't yeah. fall short of what it was trying to execute. Usually, my critiques with season one episodes is that. Oh, everything gets resolved too soon. But yeah, they have yeah, to do easily, the whole too quick, yeah. exposition, the whole yeah. rising action conclusion. 
in yeah. 22 minutes. Yep, so yep. nevertheless, they have to introduce the whole, whole town, have a big conflict, and then it's, they save it in the nick of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got to do that every episode. So that's just my general, general critique of this. And then the next two episodes are going to be somewhat like this where they, they're these one-off adventures. And then after that, I'm really excited again to, once they get to the Northern Water Tribe. Ooh, I'm looking forward spoilers? To that. We've been saying, yeah, they've been know, doing know, it the whole time, yeah, I know, man. Um, yeah, I, okay. I think we can skip over critiques for this week, um, okay. for this episode. Um, but I, I remembered another thing that I really liked. Okay. The platypus bear uh-huh. was really cool. Just yeah. the way they designed it, I was like, that is what a platypus bear would look like. Lays an um, egg. Lays an egg because it got scared by Appa, which, yep. again, I will reiterate how Appa is the MVP mm-hmm. of – Appa is Opa, if, if you got any wee, Korea, Korea booze in the in the chat. I'd explain. Opa means – it's like senpai kind of. Oh. Opa is what – No, 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 no. I don't know what senpai No, no, means. not senpai. Uh, uh, what is it in Japanese? Yeah, I think it's kind of like senpai. It's like a, what, like a younger girl calls an older guy. Oh, I didn't know what that's what it actually meant. Yeah, so oppa, literally oppa in Korean means, you're, like, I am a female and you're my older brother. Okay. But it's more close. It's not just family. You could say that to a you friend. You say that to, like, like uh, oh, like, I'm a sophomore and you have a friend mentor that's an older guy that's a senior. Okay. And you call him, like, Eli Oppa. But, oh. like, there is, like, a bit of, like, a, like, a, uwu, like, <laughs> like, Opa, like that shit. Oh, uh, okay. Like, you know, like... A, gro- uh, a little bit of groveling. Yeah, like, like, and then, like, there's a bit of it, like a like a daddy, like, connotation-ish. Oh, so it could be sort too. of read sexually? Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, so this is like a, so, like, like a kinky sort of thing. Well, maybe, okay, maybe not always that far, but, but like, because, like, I think daddy in our time has so become very... pr- pretty sexual forward. Oh, it's a hundred percent. Yeah, even when, when though I, even though there are innocently yeah, young you go to the, women that call their fathers daddy, no, notably hey, daddy. from the south or something. Yeah, hey daddy. Yeah, hey daddy. But uh, <laughs> I call her daddy. Hashtag. Yeah. This podcast is sponsored by another ca- uh, another podcast. <laughs> I had always thought that because I've seen the memes. You know the memes. It's like notice me, senpai. Yeah, yeah. And then they keep doing like puns on that. All so the that's time. the same. It's the same. It's a similar okay. vibe. All right. Yeah. Appa is op, and Appa is opa. Mm-hmm. Appa is senpai. Appa is MVP because he also resolves this conflict too. Yeah, um, that with initial the conflict. Plot of yeah. It's, uh, critiques we skipped over. What's Freshman the- year thesis, baby. Yep, yep. I think I got it, Eli. Okay, go. Love comes to people who act. Yes. Now, if you look at the one person that got, quote unquote, their love prophecy, like got love in this episode. Is the guy that picked the flower? The f- yes, and gave he it to must the girl. have seen the volcano and said, "Whatever." Yeah, wait, 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 yo, that whoa, 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 that's a side note. That's fucking hilarious because he picked a flower that's only growing on the volcano. Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. He, he re- I mean, he must really trust that. That's a critique right there. <laughs> but I mean, the the flower, the girl that got the flower, Mang, Ang, Katara. Uh, the guy with the red shoes, mm-hmm. none of them, they're just kind of like passively waiting for it to happen to them. Yeah. Right? So it doesn't happen to them. Whereas the glimpse of it happening for Aang is when Aang takes action and saves the village. Yes. And Katara realizes, huh, maybe this exactly. is the powerful bender that I'm meant to smooch. Yeah. 
So yes, you thesis. have to do something with your fortune. You can't just sit there yes. and wait for it to come true. Yes. Even the guy with the red shoes. I mean, he is wearing the red shoes, but is he is he putting himself out there? Is he hitting up the local tavern and trying his luck? Doubt it. Is he trying to mingle with the local singles? Doubt it. I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's why he's been wearing it for every day, you know, for months. Yeah. That's my thesis. What, what's Katara been doing? Not much, man. Not much. Just trying to save the world? I don't mm-hmm. know, girl. Yeah. Sounds like you're just being a floozy. <laughs> 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 All right. I got mine. All right. What's yours, Eli? The volcano is Uh-oh. Uh-huh. Is like a... Uh, how am I supposed to say this? The volcano is a catalyst. And let me explain. Everything, all these prophecies are happening because of the volcano. Mm. So the guy who gets the flowers, those grow on the volcano. Yeah. Aang being recognized in some sort of light by Katara happens because he saves the town from the volcano. And in a way, Aunt Wu heavily relies on the volcano. I mean, that's the reason that she was famous. Yep. Is because they had to go up there and check the volcano themselves for so long. But now that she's here, they can just rely on her for the volcano to, you know, to know what's going to happen. Yeah. The volcano is a spur that activates everyone's destiny so they pr- yeah, predict. Yeah. It is the catalyst for the show, for this episode. And, you know, broadly speaking, the show. Wow. Bold. Mm-hmm. The show, this guy says. All right. Yeah. It got me thinking about like, ooh, like causality and timeline shit. Like, exactly. like, like Schrodinger's volcano type thing. Like. Mm-hmm. Maybe if Aang didn't go up there. Maybe Aang and Katara creating the cloud symbol is what caused... Oh, wait. No, no, no. They saw the, they saw they the saw volcano, the volcano before first. Yeah. But who knows it was going to erupt. There, I Maybe mean, if they didn't check it, there's, it wouldn't have erupted. I mean, I don't know if... Um, there's a lot of volcanoes that have, like, you look down, there's lava there, but it's not erupting. It's just chilling. It's yeah, 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 just yeah. vodka. I'm just... Vodka? Vodka? <laughs> lava. Lava. <laughs> lava is just hanging out Your on top of a volcano. Your brain just did, like, a whoop. I know. <laughs> Um, and you know sometimes they they like burp a little bit and a burp. little bit of lava comes out. Excuse right? you, volcano. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they they just burp a bit. You know nothing major. Yeah, yeah. So maybe you're right. Maybe there was a causality element of them predicting that happening and the lava responding. I think it's time to, that we thank our sponsor. Yeah, who's our sponsor? Our sponsor this week is what's the name of that thing? That app, CoStar. Our is for sponsored by CoStar. Does a couple words from an app that you sharing with millions of people apply to your life. Oh, Maybe. is this an astrology it's app? It's an astrology app. Nice. You can go on CoStar. You can see, first of all, all your signs. You got your sun sign. You got your moon sign. Get your you got butt your Jupiter sign. rising, your Mars you your rising, everything. Face. Listen, it's not wrong. Who am I to say that this is wrong? Who am I to say that Aunt Wu is wrong? Is it canon, though? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Who is it? Canon. That's the question we're trying to answer. Um, I think I think astrology is uh, religion fan fiction. <laughs> it's it's a libertarian religion. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Um, so yeah, check out CoStar. They're happy enough to sponsor us in this episode. I'm a Sag. What are you? you know? I am a Pisces. Pisces. You got Pisces. a couple of fish. Two fish. Yeah. Oh. Whoa, you know what's coming up later this, this season? No spoilers. A couple, couple of fish? No spoilers, Kelly. Ooh, all right. I know what Eli's talking about. Mm-hmm. A couple of fish coming up later on this season. 
Another word from red bean pastries. We have also some puffs that are crunchy and great for your digestion. Nice. Uh, our second sponsor. Eat Aunt Wu's red bean pastries. Yeah. <laughs> Any words of wisdom, Peter? Oh, yeah. I'm a, with some help from Kelly. Words Shape of wisdom. your destiny, man. Just do it. Shape your destiny, man. Just do it. Thanks for listening, folks. <laughs>